And now on Radio Verulam, the final part in this series of Coronaville. No lockdown satisfaction for the inhabitants of Dolphin Street. The Reverend Cuthbert O'Donnell Fortescue Minton walks six inches taller these days, despite the heavy responsibility of a triple-barrelled surname. He has been broadcasting to his flock once a week since the lockdown started, courtesy of the local amateur radio station. He's hailed in the street these days like a long-lost friend. He was even asked for his autograph by little Orca Bradley. The deadly sin of pride nibbles at the hem of his cassock. A constant topic of concern amongst the ladies of the congregation is how a well-built, charming young man of 37, such as Cuthbert, should remain so doggedly on the shelf. The parish knit and natter group would often debate the subject, much to the discomfort of Marion Dawkins, who was fast running out of ways to hide her blushes. With rather less to do of late, the Reverend has turned to the consolation of his garden, a mini-masterpiece of minimalist restraint. This morning he's surprised to find a large package leaning idly against his gate. The card reads... I managed to rescue these from the garden centre before they went for recycling and offer them as a small donation to your perfect little piece of paradise. Yours, Marion, brackets, Dawkins. He pulls out the three standard rose bushes and reads the labels. Maiden's Blush, Love in the Dew and Euphoria. What a shame. Such a kind gesture, but completely at odds with his overall concept for the plot. He'll thank her profusely, of course, and then plant them in the churchyard somewhere unobtrusive. Cindy and Candy are up the creek without a paddle. Their below-the-radar business has fallen off a cliff, and it'll be curtains for the both of them if this social distancing continues. Bosomy, middle-aged and platinum-blonde, They have no idea how much of a cliché they have become. Their on-the-job satisfaction used to be outstanding, but with this lockdown, no one is ringing their bell. They have tried to get some coronavirus job retention scheme money out of the government, but to no avail. So now they're experimenting with their smartphones. Get your leg up higher, Candy. That's as high as it'll go, ducks. Really? Yeah. Hmm... Maybe it would work better with your pants on. They're going to crash YouTube with this. Oh, drat. There's the clink of china coming up the stairs and any minute now... Yes, there it is. The laughable little knock at the door. Here we go again. Can I come in, Nicholas? Perhaps if he doesn't answer, the silly woman will clink off down the stairs again. Nicholas, can you hear me? What are you doing in there? Claire, I'm working. She bustles in and plonks the tea tray on top of his meticulous end-of-year tax calculations. She'll now relay the whole sorry scandal Lucille is spreading via Skype. How long she had to queue to get into Waitrose and how well Linda Snell on the Archers is doing since her unfortunate flambéing. Look, darling, I'm rather in the middle of things here. Just leave the tray and I'll I'll sort myself out. But, but... Oh, God, 
the lower lips trembling. I bet you don't say that to Stella in the office. No, I certainly don't call her darling. Claire Minchin has always been highly strung. It was such an endearing trait when she was twenty. Now, after thirty-five years of marriage, well, let's just say the accountancy office was something of a refuge for Nicholas. And now matters have been made considerably worse by the cancellation of Ariel's wedding, forced on them by Covid-19. All that work, all that expense. Claire's stress levels have never been more stratospheric. I can see my tea and cake aren't good enough, so I'll take them away. And you can sing for your supper too. The obligatory door slam seals the deal. Sylvia Singleton currently has four children, all under the age of eight, which is pretty good going for a 67-year-old retired food safety officer. She keeps them out of sight below ground and visits them each morning between eight and eleven. She's beginning to wonder if four isn't a little unwieldy. They're not shaping up at all as she had expected. But then, what would she know, lacking any shred of a decent maternal instinct as she does? I could cull a couple, I suppose. She really should give the poor little mites a more sympathetic existence. She's become rather attached to them, actually. Sylvia is the only person she knows for whom the lockdown has brought nothing but good. Gone are all the tedious, time-wasting activities she used to engage in to prove she is a good person. Now she has the leisure to really get stuck into this latest project of hers. She's zooming with Tarquin de la Moorish. It's just the whole idea of keeping young children penned up in a basement. Aren't there laws against that sort of thing? But that's the whole idea, Sylvia. I thought we'd agreed. And you need to get rid of one of the brats. Four's way too many. To be honest, Tarquin, I'm feeling pretty squeamish about that too. This doesn't seem to be going well from Sylvia's standpoint. Sylvia, Sylvia, are you going to be professional about this or not? Well, yes, I want to be that, of course. Then you know what you have to do. But kill your little darlings, yeah? And do another rewrite. Chop, chop. Deadlines are looming. It's due to rain this afternoon. So Malcolm and Jackie Albright are taking their one permitted daily walk now. It's just remarkable how much they have discovered on these trips around their neighbourhood, and Jackie can't wait to uncover more. Oh, Dolphin Street. We've never been up there before. Er, uh, no, Jackie, not that way. Why not? We shouldn't be out too long. Where's your spirit of adventure, Malcolm? She takes his arm and steers him forcibly along. This will take us completely out of our way. The houses in this part of town are bigger than theirs and have interesting architectural features. Knobs and knockers to the rest of them, these are proper property porn palaces. Well, at this end of the street, at least. Oh, look at that one, Malcolm. Their stalled plans for a home extension might even be revived with the help of so many mouth-watering examples around here. We could do that with ours, couldn't we? Jackie, I insist we go home right now. Oh, stop it. Up ahead, a platinum-haired woman in a low-cut top is smoking. Jackie wonders how on earth she manages the washing up with scarlet fingernails that length. 
Malcolm stops abruptly, not knowing how to deal with what he knows is coming next. Malky, what are you doing out this way on a Wednesday, love? Isn't this crackdown dreadful? Cindy misses you like crazy, babes. Jackie turns questioning eyes on Malcolm, only to find him several yards up the road already. Malcolm? Coronaville was produced under lockdown conditions by writer Jane Fuchs in her pyjamas and narrated and recorded by Jill Priest when the kids were asleep.